Greg Morgan here, and uh, it is back to school, back to work, obviously. Today, we're halfway through the work week. School divisions, though, across the province, uh, encouraging uh, students to wear pink. It's pink shirt day. Reminder to stop bullying. And the teachers, of course, have uh, announced uh, another one-day withdrawal of noon hour supervision. It's for this Friday. There will be no noon hour supervision in five school divisions, including Regina Public Schools today, too. Plus, six other school divisions will not have any extracurricular activities, but they will have noon hour supervision. The details are at cjme.com. And these extracurricular activity and noon hour disruptions seem to be the weapon of choice for teachers right now, as the goal is to pressure the province back to the bargaining table. And uh, their wants, needs remain the same, include class complexity, classroom size, province, of course, saying, uh, no, we're not interested in that. And it goes on and on, as you know. I'm curious how much of an inconvenience this has become for you. I'm sure the younger your children are, the more it is an inconvenience, right? You have to adjust your, your plan for the lunch hour. Maybe lean on grandparents a little more, or hopefully you have an understanding boss who can relate to your schedule if they have kids too and are juggling, doing the same here. But uh, the rotating strikes, I I get it. It's understandable, and it varies every day. But if teachers could just do one favor for me, simply simplify it. <laughs> like, say, hey, today there's no noon hour supervision and no extracurricular activities. Combine them. Don't say, okay, over here, uh, no lunch. Over here, no extracurricular activities. Just combine them, please. Makes it easier for parents to understand. And, of course, I understand how it all sucks when they do it, period. But I I think just combining the two would sure make it easier for parents to keep track of. And, heck, it would be even easy for radio announcers to explain every morning if they just said, okay, there's no noon hour. There's no extracurricular. Don't just, you know, say over here it's different than, you know what I'm saying. But how much of an inconvenience has this become for you? My kid's old enough, it's really not. Old enough to look after themselves now. But uh, if you have little ones, it's a lot, a lot harder. one 877 How's it inconvenienced you, if at all? Roads this morning, still a little slick here and there, but apparently a lot of us have been channeling our inner maverick and Iceman on the roads. There we go. In three, two, one. There goes another one. Sass Drive in front of me here. SGI says more than 3,500 tickets were handed out to speedy drivers and aggressive drivers just last month. 3,500 tickets. And in the coming month of March, they're going to be continuing to target speeding and also ensuring you're not drinking and driving or high. Breathalyzers are going to be amped up in the coming weeks. Even if you uh, get pulled over for speeding, on top of that, they'd give you a breathalyzer in addition as well here. And if you pass with flying colors, they're going to hand you coffee. They're going to buy you coffee with a $5 Tim's card in the coming weeks. But uh, that still blows my mind that 3,500 tickets. Here I am, 
Bridgetta's going to rock with the Montana's Briar this uh, Friday. It all begins kicking off with a free concert featuring the Reclaws in the Briar Patch, which is going to be extremely popular. Our own Jamie Nye is taking the green zone on location there. The top men's curlers are coming to town, 18 teams in all. And right now, the Brant Center Ice Team has been working day and night to get all those sheets put in and smooth them up, paint them all up. I thought this was cool, too. There's a company in White City called Jet Ice. They provide the paint. Apparently, they supply paint for not only the Briar, but they've supplied for the Olympics, the NHL. That's pretty cool. I got to look into that. The winner of the Briar, of course, representing Canada and the upcoming World Men's Curling Championships in Switzerland. A lot on the line. Mike McEwen skips Team Saskatchewan, hoping to break the Briar drought for us. We haven't won a Briar since, what, 1980, I think? In the opening draw Friday, Saskatchewan and defending champ Team Canada, led by Brad Gushu, will uh, both be hitting the ice. One of my old faves to keep an eye on. From a local standpoint, Benny Hebert, he is a Regina product, obviously. He lives in Calgary now, but he's going to be playing his 16th Briar with Team Alberta. You want tickets for Draw 5 featuring Saskatchewan and Alberta along with some VIP treatment, then I've got your opportunity right now. I have mashed three classic rock songs all together here. And if you can tell me the right answers to the song titles and include your first and last name in a text, I'll put you in the draw. Everyone will get some right. We'll go in the hat, and I'll make the grand prize draw a bit later on here this morning for Briar tickets and VIP treatment. Here you go. These are the three rock songs. Oh, my darling. Oh, my baby. Yeah, rock is in the title of all three of those songs. If you caught them and you know uh, the correct answers, text me now. Your first and last name with your answers. 1-877-300-7275. Text now. When I say cereal, you say dinner. Cereal. Dinner. Cereal. Dinner. How often do you have cereal for dinner? The CEO of Kellogg's facing a little backlash lately after saying that people looking to save money, you got to start eating cereal for dinner. CEO Gary Pilnick said it's a cost-cutting suggestion. Some of the things that we're doing is first messaging. we got to reach the consumer where they are. So we're advertising about cereal for dinner. If you think about the cost of cereal for a family versus what they might otherwise do, that's going to be much more affordable. The price of a bowl of cereal with, with milk and with fruit is less than a dollar. So you can imagine why a consumer under pressure might find that to be a good place to go. I highly doubt the uh, Kellogg CEO is doing what he wants everyone else to consider. His annual salary is a million bucks, plus four million in bonuses just last year. With that kind of dough, he's likely eating at five-star restaurants every night, probably as a personal chef cooking him dinner, but I digress. His, his idea, although not foreign to me, I'll be very, very honest with you, his idea has uh, insulted some people, and uh, when he went viral with that suggestion. A lot of people were saying, oh yeah, you can afford not to eat cereal. You just want to sell cereal. Well, yeah, that's kind of what he's doing there. Don't get me started on shrinkage though. Those cereal boxes haven't changed much in size, but the contents inside, I swear have. There's less cereal in boxes than there ever used to be. But yes, there has been a time or two in my lifetime, cereal was all I needed for dinner because there really wasn't much else to choose from on the old shelves or inside the fridge but i used to think that 
after having cereal for supper. The next morning when I went to go make breakfast and realized still I have nothing there to eat but cereal, I was just eating leftovers from the night before. But occasionally, I, I don't mind. Cereal for supper. His suggestion is not lost on me. It happens once or twice a year for me. How about you? Well, I'm looking forward to uh, Toto coming to Regina next week. Legendary rockers from the late 70s and uh, most of the 80s. Hit after hit, 14 studio albums. They've sold more than 40 million albums. Their legacy now, what, five decades? And they're as relevant today as they were uh, particularly in the 80s. 3.4 billion streams on Spotify. That hit Africa there has pulled in more than 1 billion streams itself. And they're fronted by... Uh, master guitarist Steve Lukather, lead singer Joseph Williams. This is one of the best bands in the world, I'll tell you right now. They're coming to Regina next Tuesday at the Connexus. Joseph Williams, lead singer, with me now. Thank you, sir, for being here. Have you ever been through uh, Saskatchewan before? I don't think so. I think most of the most of the performances, at least that I've done, you know, with Toto, is, have been in, in in you know the larger cities and maybe a few spots. It's funny when you're on the road, you you kind of lose track of of where you are sometimes. I mean, you know, unless it's the, you know, these the, the enormous cities like Los Angeles, New York, Dallas, you know, just speaking about the states, you know, Toronto, mm-hmm. you you cut, sometimes can lose lose track. I mean, I lose track all the time of the date and also <laughs> the day of the week. Uh, you know, it's bizarre. We just go from one place to the next really quickly. Yeah, I'll bet. And I'll bet Tori with Toto has changed over the years, uh, maybe compared to that early early 80s success or has it well you know it's it's diff, definitely different i mean the the old joke really is is that you know in the old days we would take like a drug dealer with us now we take <laughs> a paramedic you know so that's really the the main difference i mean to be honest with you i have a lot more fun now you know i was wild and crazy back in those days it's you know you you can't get too wild and crazy on the road even back in those days it's right. not really possible to sustain you know, the, the, the kind of energy and, and uh, you know, perfection that you want to strive for when you're out there. But, you know, this, it's more fun because now we're a little bit more conscious of looking around and, you know, you know trying to see things. It's, it's a little more special that way. But it's difficult to be away so long. That's definitely true. Yeah, life on the road can be uh, pretty tiring. Joseph Williams, lead singer of Toto here next Tuesday at the Connexus. And, Joe, you've uh, played these songs so many times, but is there one in particular that maybe uh, stands out still on stage? Well, it's listen, it's I guess a cliche at this point, but I mean the the big hits are are always really fun to do because you get such a an enormously warm response from the audience and they love it and they're all in sync with each other and everything and that you can't help but be affected by that. So, you know, for for sure. I mean, uh, you know, Africa is, is, you know, a song, a song that is just still popular to this day, you know, because of all the different people who have covered it and everything. And, and, we get younger and younger audiences, and when we get to that song, it's just it's it's we all we all feel kind of giddy, you know, doing that. Oh well, we look forward to hearing it live. Lead singer of Toto, Joseph Williams, here with me, and you are the son of a very famous man, John Williams, a great uh, 
conductor and, of course, creator of the iconic Star Wars theme and Jaws. I have to ask you, did you have any input in Star Wars theme? Well, you know, not uh, other than just going, you know, encouraging him to, to keep doing it just because it was, you know, such a wonderful thing. Um, not really. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he definitely does all the heavy lifting when it comes to that. But right. I was fortunate enough to work for him and for George Lucas on a, on a couple of the Star Wars films back, back once back in the day on Return of the Jedi and then hmm. twice on the uh, on the prequel movies. Um, so I've been around. I've been allowed to sort of be around for for a lot of the recording and 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 that kind of stuff. And it's all it's insane privilege. I mean. You know, he's my dad is definitely my hero. It's, what he's accomplished is is um, it's just crazy. It's just off the chart. Yeah, it certainly is. Hey, hey, Joe, this was a blast. I want to thank you for taking the time in advance of your uh, show next Tuesday here in Regina. It's my pleasure. This was fun. Yeah, and fun for me, me as well. Joseph, Joseph Williams from Toto, the lead singer. If you want to go see him with his uh, bandmates, stick around a little later this morning, and I will be giving you an opportunity to win free tickets to see Toto. Well, the teachers have announced another one-day withdrawal of noon hour supervision on Friday. And, of course, uh, today, no noon hour supervision of five school divisions, including Regina Public Schools, uh, plus six other school divisions will have, uh, well, they have canceled any extracurricular activities. Details now at cjme.com. And also, that's where you're going to find the story at that inquest in Saskatoon surrounding the death of Miles Sanderson, the man who killed 11 on the James Smith Green Nation in nearby Weldon back in 2022. Uh, now we know for sure he died of a massive cocaine overdose. Uh, senior reporter Lara Farmanoff is there, and I'll get a preview of day three here today from Lara uh, just after the 7 o'clock news, and we'll go into a little more detail then. I, uh, I dare anyone to watch the end of Monday's The Daily Show without a box of Kleenex on hand because Jon Stewart, who is sitting behind the anchor desk on that show just on Monday nights now, near the end of the episode, got rather emotional. You see, it was about 12 years ago, his kids wanted to raise money for an animal shelter in New York City. So the plan then was hatched. The kids would bake cupcakes, sell them outside the shelter with Dad, and lo and behold, as they were there, of course, this one-ish-year-old pit bull caught the attention of the kids and Dad and Stuart. shared the story on Monday night. And a lot of fans thought maybe this is starting off as a joke, but by the time he was done, you realize, no, he was definitely choking up and holding back tears as he shared the story of the loss of his dog. Dipper passed away yesterday. He was ready. He was tired. I wasn't. And the family, we were all together. Thank goodness we were all with him. But boy, my wish for you is one day you find that dog, that one dog. It just is the best. Here's your moment. Who's got Dibble? Who's it? Who's got Dibble? And it ended as you could. Here, there, his moment of Zen, which he always ends with, 
uh, him playing with his dog. And it's the price we pay, right, for having a pooch. Inevitably having to say goodbye. And I'll be honest, this brought back uh, some of the pain of the passing of Roly, Riley, and Jasper for me, my three Shelties I've had through my life. But uh, I certainly think the joy they brought in outweighs uh, the loss of them too. But uh, he's always in control, right, John? But on Monday, pretty moving. And uh, Stewart said Dipper was always with him at work. He waited patiently for John to get through all the meetings and filming the show. And he joked that Dipper met actors, authors, presidents, and kings. And it's interesting when you watch that show, uh, you know, the the political fire it always leads to is one thing, but uh, how he spoke of his dog has a lot of people sharing that on social media now, and a lot of people are coming together talking about the loss of, of their pooch. And if you watch the whole thing, he said, wouldn't this planet be a better place if everyone loved a pet? Now that's something I can get behind. Mr. Stewart, for sure.